Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you. Welcome on board On the Mark. I am Joe McGranahan. With me today is Steve Kushaloff, which begs the question where is Mark Lawrence? And the answer is vacation. Three days. He has Thursday and Friday off anyhow because of the holiday, and so you take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You've got a whole week off with only counting three days of vacation. So he's not out in the woods hunting for anything? Well, I uh, what is it, uh, dry Golly. powder, something coming coming up it? where uh, muzzle loader or something like that? I've always heard, keep your powder dry. <laughs> keep your powder dry, yeah. I understand he has a blunderbuss he takes out and tries to shoot the uh, shoot the deer with. But so far, and again this year, for like the 12th consecutive year, his hunting efforts have been fruitless. Hmm. But he never, just to show you the kind of perseverance Mark has, he never gives up. That can't beat that. Now, see, I my hunting is always successful. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah that, you go to the grocery store I like go to me. The, I go to the meat, <laughs> meat counter, counter yeah. meat uh, case at the grocery store. I'm with you. Well, you know, it's, it's gotten so bad now that the deer just walk up to Mark and laugh at him. <laughs> you know, uh, so you what know. the heck. Oh, hey, sorry. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. Our producer this morning, as always, Rob Center. Rob is wearing a very Christmassy-themed shirt today with a wreath on it, making you and me look pretty shabby because we're not exactly decked out in our gay apparel. Well, you know, part of it is we've got this coronavirus. We've had it for, and it's just changed everybody's uh, let's uh, behavior, and I hesitate to say hygiene, but you know, at my house, Joe, it's just me and my wife. We don't go anywhere. So you might wear the same thing for a while. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean... That's uh, more information than we needed, Steve. Well, I'm just trying to make conversation, <laughs> Joe. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They do invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for time and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials, and you can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your specifications right online. Click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, and they're a master towing service with decades of experience. So here we are, Steve. We are another week into uh, the president's efforts, uh, and as you would view it, to overturn the election, and we are um, 
looking at President-elect Biden's cabinet choices, some of which seem rather bizarre to me. Okay, well, so, you know, speaking of elections, Joe, last week we had several conversations about the Electoral College. Right. So uh, I've got an entire page here of numbers, and I'm going to rattle them all off. And it's unfortunate we're not on television. I could put the whole thing on a uh, on a whiteboard. But... You last week tried to convince me that with the Electoral College, we have one person, one vote, all the votes are equal. Well, as you yourself know, Joe, that's not even close to correct. It is within the state. You're talking about the nation. You're trying to blow this out over the entire country. But within each state, the electors reflect the congressional districts. The congressional districts are based on one man, one vote. But, you know, Joe, we don't have, we have one presidential election. We have one national election. Now, you, everyone says, you know, it's not really a national election. It's, it's 50 separate elections. But here's the bottom line. Let's get right to the bottom line. I know you're a bottom line kind of guy. In a couple of states here, South Dakota, for instance. In South Dakota, a vote is two and a half times more valuable than a vote in California. In Vermont, a vote is three and a half times more valuable than a vote in California. In Wyoming, a vote is nearly four times. Now, how do you fit? What, what are you basing this on? Okay, I'm glad you asked. All you got to do, every state gets a minimum of three electoral votes. And every state gets two senators, whether they have a population. Yes. You want to talk about the United States Senate being out of balance that way, too, Steve? Let's try to, let's try to stick on, stay on top. No, but it's the Joe. same thing. You're saying we've set minimums. You're, set, you're arguing that the minimums shouldn't apply. No, the bottom line, I mean, as far as that question, when the two houses of Congress were established, the point was that the every state would get two senators. However, uh, the uh, number of uh, representatives in the House of Representatives would uh, be based on the population. Um, every congressional district is supposed to have approximately 710,000 people. people. But mm -hmm. there are many states, there are several states, that don't even have 710,000 people living in them. However, they do get one representative. And so all you got to do, Joe, all you have to do is you take the population of some of these states, divide that number by how many electoral votes they have, and that will tell you that in, uh, in Wyoming, for instance, one electoral vote is good. It represents about uh, 193,000 people, 193,000 people, whereas in California, one electoral vote is uh, equal to about 718,000 people. But how many electoral vo college votes does California have? They have 55. And how many does the state you just mentioned have? Uh, they one. have three. Three, I'm sorry. So they, three. they are they are hardly disproportionate. No. It's I, no different than the Senate where we set a minimum floor saying everybody gets this. 
and that's what they get. Now, some states apportion their votes, uh, the Electoral College of Votes, based on the popular vote. Some do not. So, I mean, I can make an argument there that they should all be apportioned. If you want to say many, they should all be apportioned. How many states do that? I think there are seven states that apportion. I think there's two. I, I thought think, there were seven. I think there are Maine and Nebraska. Uh, I thought there were others, but you may be right. I I know that there, were, there was legislation in a couple of states to do it, and I think Pennsylvania at one point had a bill that would have apportioned our electoral college votes. Maybe. But I, I, th I don't have any problem with that. If you want to apportion them, that's fine with me. Got no problem with it. But I, th I don't think that you can say that California, uh, because it's got a million or five million more people. The last time uh, the electoral or the popular vote difference for Hillary Clinton could have been all from New York City. It could have oh, been all from New York City. You know, there's, uh, there is something to that. I'll give you that. Well, now we have a phone call, so we, we have do. to change the subject. And Mike wants to talk about the Electoral College from Bloomsburg. Mike, you're on the mark. Yeah, that and a couple of other things. Uh, I think that the Electoral College really is something that favors the values of the Democrat Party. Okay, and why do I say that? Because if you look at the last election, Joe Biden won the uh, election, and he only carried about one out of every six physical counties in this country. So in other words, our election system is designed to represent diversity. We have various areas of the country, we have cities, we have rural areas, we have various ways of life, and the Electoral College is set up so that uh, Los Angeles, which basically is probably, the population of Los Angeles is bigger than 40 states in our country. It'd be the 40th, uh, it would be bigger than 40 states. So we don't want to let Los Angeles and New York City run the country. We want to have a diverse nation represented by many different uh, peoples and values, and the Electoral College is one way of doing that. So I think that I, the, the Democrats right now, it's just another case of them wanting to have it both way, ways. The Electoral College doesn't necessarily work out for them in the long run these days, and, and, they're, and they're, they're fighting against it. And I, I just think that they need to step back and look at the big picture of what it really does for us rather than criticizing us. Well, the only thing is, Mike, um, is... I think some kind, some kind of reform, some kind of thinking is needed because I sort of agree with you. I don't want to see a case where we've got uh, the state of New York and the state of California uh, basically running the elections. Don't forget there are some uh, pretty populous uh, Republican states out there, too. Take a look at, at Texas. Um, but anyway, if... if if we simply, and I think there's something to this, if we simply ran the vote based on the popular vote, there would be no reason for uh, for candidates to campaign in some, not only in smaller states, but to some degree even in uh, smaller cities. But you realize how bad that is because they, and, and Mike's point is right on target. People would be ignored. They would go right. where they would go where the votes are, and right. they wouldn't go where the votes aren't. All I'm saying is. I, I think the Electoral College needs to be rethought, reformed. Uh, when you've got a situation, like I said, where a, a state like Wyoming, a vote is nearly four times more valuable than California. Now, the other point here, Joe, you mentioned uh, how the Senate, this is also how uh, Republicans 
carry uh, too much weight in the United States Senate. Here we've got a couple of small states like Wyoming, South Dakota. Well, let's and, mention and they Delaware, get, where they have two Democrats. Okay. The, in some cases you do. But even even a state like How Delaware. Rhode Island? I think Rhode Island's a little bigger. That's why I didn't include Rhode Island. The point is, Joe... The point is, so when you've got to... Mike, back to Mike, go ahead. When, when yeah, you've got what, I, what I think we have here is we have a political party, and I'm going to be partisan right now. You're complaining about the Electoral College, but the, the reality is the Electoral College is a system that's designed to be a governor, and when I say a governor, like a governor on a car, a speed governor, that, so that we do not have massive sways and power and change one way or another, so that we have stability in our country. That's, in my mind, that's what it is. And I think that the Democrats are complaining about the Electoral College because it doesn't work out for them so that they could have power forever based on the high populations of uh, some of these cities. I mean, I have a different, my values are different than the people that live in New York and and in uh, Los Angeles and other large cities. I mean, you just have to look at the map. Like I said, Biden only carried one out of every six counties in this country, yet he has to be president for all America. So therefore, we need to have a situation where we do not have radicals on either side of the spectrum gaining total power. And hopefully, if we do that, we we correct it in the off-year elections. I'm just saying that we need to step back and take a look at what's really happening instead of being so partisan. And to me, complaining about the Electoral College is partisan because, let's face it, they're going to redo the census uh, here uh, coming up, and they're going to redraw the maps, and things are going to change. They may come out highly in favor of the Democrats, and I don't think you're going to be complaining then if that works out that way, are you? I don't know if what you're saying is accurate. I'm trying to look up here the number of times that the party that lost the presidential election actually won the popular vote. Uh, We do know that in 2016, uh, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote uh, by a little under 3 million and yet lost the election. In uh, 2000, uh, Al Gore lost the popular vote by about 500,000, and yet he lost the election. You said he lost it. You mean you won it. Right. Okay. Excuse me. He won it. Al Gore won the popular vote by about 500,000 and yet lost the election. Now, I am not I'm not advocating we completely do away with the electoral college, but uh, there is there's there's some room for improvement. But you're missing the central point. Everybody going into this knows the rules. Nobody's changed the rules of the game the way we did here in Pennsylvania in the election and saying, oh, it's okay to count votes for three days later. Well, you know, Nobody's changed these rules, Steve, for the, since the inception of the Constitution. So are you saying we never changed any rules no, anywhere No, I'm just for saying anything? everybody knows the, how to play the game. You're saying that yeah. the Democrats have been adversely impacted because they're too dumb to figure out the game? Is I'm that what saying, you're saying? I am saying the bottom line is that in the with the Electoral College the way it stands right now, if you live in a very populous state, your vote matters less than if you live in a smaller state. And things do change. We talked about California, for instance. There was a time when California w- voted in lockstep yeah. with the Republicans. Now it tends to vote well, in lockstep. It doesn't lockstep. tend to. It does vote in well, lockstep. Well, right now it does. Mike, we'll give you the last word. Oh, yeah. Now, as far as the the politicians and the way they have to campaign, let me remind Steve, 
that in the 2016 election, Bill Clinton, who is probably the best politician of my lifetime when it comes down to being a pure politician, he warned his wife, you need to get out to these states like Wisconsin because you cannot ignore those states. And her campaign staff mocked Bill Clinton, probably one of the best you know, uh, politicians, and as a result, Hillary lost. I believe she would have won that election if she would have just listened to her husband. Oh, yeah. There's, so. there's, I totally hey, thanks, Mike. Agree. We appreciate your call. Take care. Okay. What are we going to say? No, his, uh, his last point, and it's absolutely true, that uh, Hillary Clinton and her campaign staff and the Democratic National Committee, they absolutely um, did not pay sufficient attention, sufficient attention to Michigan, Wisconsin, and even Pennsylvania. But my point was, they knew the rules going in. They knew how the game had to be played, what was needed to win. And if they didn't have a pathway, if they didn't have a mapped out strategy to get to 270 electoral votes, that's on them, not See, on us. And, and Joe, Save that thought. we got to take a break. We'll be right back with On the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkwkok.com. Text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Subway Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at SunburyMotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. To kick off the season of giving, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has new promotions and odds boosts every day this week. With football teams hunting for the playoffs and basketball season just getting underway, there is no better place to get in on all of the action. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ANDREW when you sign up to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's code ANDREW to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Bonus comprised of a first deposit. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. News Radio 1070 WKOK and Eagle 107 present a Susquehanna Valley Christmas tradition with Talk to Santa. So, Alex, you are decked out for Christmas tonight. You need to tell Emma what you're wearing. I'm wearing a shirt that's blue, black, and red, and I'm wearing gray and blue and red shoes. Well, Emma. Yes, Santa Claus! I think it's time we give Alex Lucas... A great big gold star! 
Merry Christmas, Alex. You can also experience the magic online with our video stream of the award-winning program. Visit WKOK.com and Eagle107.com for the link. Tune in each weeknight at 6 for Talk to Santa on News Radio 1070 WKOK and Eagle 107. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. The college football playoff is set. So are the bowl games. We'll talk about it today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Steve Kushaloff is with me. 1-800-795-9565. We'll get you through to our producer, Rob Center, who will take your information, get you on the phone line, and get you on the mark. Or email us at onthemarkwkok.com. Text us at 70236. We've been talking about the Electoral College, and Steve is urging reforms of it, and he had a point he was trying to make right before I had to go to commercial break. I'm not, who knows, Joe? And then we got on to something else. <laughs> We're talking about old Charlie Chan movies. <laughs> so who knows? All You know, you keep making the point, hey, you know the rules going in. You but know, you do, it, Steve. I mean, you know, a, you, you, if, who would go into a game without knowing the rules? And, and any game you can think of, I mean, now we're going to, now we're kind of digressing, but any game that I can think of has been improved over the years, or there have been efforts to improve it over the years with rule changes. Yeah, like the designated hitter. That was a biggie. How about the two-point uh, <laughs> conversion for college nah. football? Well, you know? now it's in the pros, too. But I've, and it's, in the it's pros. Not worth it. How about, okay, let me ask how about the three-point shot in uh, basketball? Oh, that was an improvement. Okay. Now, there you go. That was a major deviation. Major deviation. Right. So sometimes we But it change. makes sense. That's one, that's one that makes absolute sense. But seriously, here, the, during the campaign, all you heard of when you turn on the news at night is somebody standing in front of a board figuring out the math necessary to get somebody to 270 votes. It's not like it came as a surprise to the Democrats. Right. You know, what came as a surprise to the Republicans in particular was the Democrats pushing for all these uh, ballots to be sent out willy-nilly all over the country. Well, <coughs> That was a change of the rules. Well, sure was. There was another change, too, and that was that we had a pandemic, and there was a... And a lot of people did not like the idea of standing in the line with But people did it. People did people. it. it was the, and, people and you did. didn't hear about any, any outbreak after the election. From what I read, 50% of the votes this year were cast by mail. So, you know, maybe you also didn't hear about... But it was a record turnout. Yes, it was. You also didn't hear about the five-hour and more uh, waiting in line. You know, this is the other thing that kind of gets me. Everybody says that we should try to do everything we can to increase voting in the country. Um, generally, we have a voter turnout of a, between 50% and 60%, right? This year, we had the biggest. It was like 66, over 66% of those who are eligible to vote actually did vote. You know, so why wouldn't we be doing everything we can to in, increase voter turnout? 
Well, we did. We had an election that pitted two very diverse opinions and way about the way things should be done. We had a very polarizing candidate into some people's cons- uh, opinion on each side of the aisle. People got out to vote against Joe Biden and for Joe Biden and against Donald Trump and for Donald Trump. So this was an unusual election in that it stirred a lot of people's passions. Yes. And, and it also happened to come at the time of a pandemic. So so you're not going to, you know, depending on the candidates, you may not always get six Sixty-six percent of voter participation, but if you had mail-in voting, and if you had mail-in voting that we looked at whatever, if there was any issues this year, let's fix them so that in the future mail-in voting is even is even easier and and absolutely locked tight. Well, then you no must problems. support the president's latest effort to turn over the Pennsylvania election results because of the Secretary of State allowing people to vote for three days when there's nothing in the law that says they can do that. And how many votes did that amount to? About 10,000? But, 10, so, but, 10, you're, 10, but you're, missing, you're missing the point. The point is that there's somebody unilaterally made a decision after the game was set saying that you, I'll change the rules now. And I believe, I don't know for sure, I believe that that issue of the three days after was... Uh, was taken up in court because don't forget too by well, the it's going to the Supreme Court now. Okay, so the same, th- but the other thing that happened, do not forget, please, is that uh, your president appointed somebody to uh, run the post office and then to dismantle the post office. We had uh, we had mailboxes that were taken out. We but had this was all in place before the election. This was part of an up try an effort to try and cut the expense of the post office and bring it more in oh, line. Oh no no no! This was done. So close to the election, this—I forget the guy's name, DeJoy or something like that. This was uh, this was done to make it even tougher. But it was part of a plan for, that had been in place for some time. Yeah, and the plan was to wreck uh, <laughs> voting. And what what did we see? No, down it was in. in was fa- fa- be fair, it was in place before the pandemic. I don't think it was in place before that individual was appointed to run the post office. It all seemed to happen after he was appointed to yeah, run the post office. Yeah, because he started office. acting on what the what the what was laid out to do well when you when you appoint uh, you know one of your big donors to run the post office let's face it he's going to make sure that whatever he does is going to favor the guy who put him in and, and so look, you think pete Buttigieg is a good choice for transportation guy knows nothing about it well how did we jump there how did we're we talking jump about to pete Buttigieg? we're talking about putting people in office who aren't My. qualified for the jobs they're handling i don't know about that pete Buttigieg as the mayor of a uh yeah, so city in south bend uh indiana uh i'm the mayor Sure, of a town in had, Pennsylvania, I'm, but I'm not qualified to be transportation I'm, I'm secretary. Sure, you know, around here, and yet you, as uh, in, involved in the Chamber of Commerce now, you have had some fairly extensive uh, experience with transportation issues. You know, if if we all heard that Joe McGranahan was uh, was made transportation secretary for the state of Pennsylvania. We might say, well, you know, Joe got some experience, so I'm sure Buttigieg got quite a bit of experience. Yes, he does. He drives around the streets of the city. Well, and also (laughs) trying to secure funding and analyzing potential transportation projects. But, of course... But my point was, I mean, we've gone off on that. My point was that, you know, presidents tend to pick people that they think will administer their policies. I'm sure Joe Biden thinks that what he wants done in transportation, Pete Buttigieg is capable of handling. Right. I believe the president 
president believed that when he appointed DeJoy, he was capable of producing what the post office needed to make it more or less of a drain on the economy of the country. They've done the same thing. One of my pet peeves, they've done the same thing with Amtrak. They've almost gutted it. And yet we're the only country in the world that doesn't focus on high-speed rail transportation as being a more cost-effective and less environmentally intrusive way of providing transportation for people. i got to give you credit. You stuck in Amtrak before I could raise the issue of Ben Carson, a brain surgeon who's running the Department of Housing and Urban Development. How did that happen? Well, I think, you know, to, to a certain extent, I think that's racially based. Every It seems like that's the one thing. Well, who are we going to get for housing and urban development? Well, let's get a person of color. That seems to be and it's exactly what Joe Biden has done, too. Uh, who did he appoint as a uh, HUD secretary? I forget her name. It's a, it's a woman. Um, oh, it's a congresswoman uh, Fudge from, I think, right. from Maryland. Okay, that sounds right. But at least she comes from some kind of a background, which she's got some experience in uh, urban areas, I believe, and not to mention the fact that she came out of Congress where she's had some Well, where did experience. Ben Carson come out of? I mean, he, he came he, out of poverty, and he rose to a be, very, a, be a surgeon, brain Surgeon. That's right. That's great. I applaud him. What's he know about urban development? Zero. <laughs> what does President Trump know about brain surgery? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he went in thinking, hey, this ain't brain surgery. I can do this. We're going to have yours taken out over the break, but we'll be back with more of On the Mark. Steve Kushloff, Joe McGranahan here. Our producer, Rob Center. Give us a call, 1-800-795-9565. It's 10, uh, 10 o'clock, uh, 9 o'clock, time for the CBS News. WKB, KLK, Sunbury. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Eggland's Best. I'm Vicki Barker in London. COVID relief bill breakthroughs. $600 checks going out soon to lower income Americans, but to many most in need. I just don't see where that's going to help at all. Melinda Shannon lost her job as a restaurant manager in Tampa in the spring. At this point, she says she's months behind on rent and about to lose her car. We sold our living room furniture. We sold our chairs, dining room set. It's all gone. The bill does include $25 billion in rental assistance, though the need is closer to $70 billion. It also extends the eviction moratorium by a month until January 31st, so renters like Melinda can't be kicked out of their homes for now. CBS's Nancy Cordes, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer acknowledging the deal isn't perfect. But it will deliver emergency relief to a nation in the throes of a genuine emergency. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. If our citizens continue battling this coronavirus this holiday season, they will not be fighting alone. Another vaccine is officially in play. Easier to store and ship, especially to more out-of-the-way areas. The Moderna vaccine is now en route to health facilities. Vaccinations to start today with new government guidelines on who gets it and in what order. The frontline group include people such as first responders, teachers, uh, food and agriculture workers, manufacturing workers, postal service workers, public transit, and grocery store workers. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. Tom Fody, CBS News, Washington. EU countries blocking arrivals from Britain, where a new highly infectious mutation's been identified. CBS's MTS Tayeb is in London. Panic nations are slamming their borders shut to the UK, even though there's no evidence the variant is more deadly or reacts differently to vaccines, says infectious diseases expert Dr. Shira Doran. This is not the time to panic. Um, in all likelihood, this is just another um, mutation 
that leads to another strain. And that is what we have seen throughout the pandemic. Nestle's recalling some popular diet dishes. The maker of Lean Cuisine Frozen Dinners is recalling more than 92,000 pounds of its baked chicken meals due to possible contamination, specifically pieces of plastic that were found in some dinners. Packages are labeled as Lean Cuisine Baked Chicken, White Meat Chicken with Stuffing, Red Skin Mashed Potatoes and Gravy, and a best before date of October of next year. Food maker Nestle says it's gotten five complaints. The U.S. Agriculture Department says so far no reports of anyone getting sick from the contaminated dinners. Peter King, CBS News. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, and 38% more lutein, plus more folate and iodine too, all to help you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Introducing Canada Dry Bowl Ginger. It's not your grandma's ginger ale. I know because I'm not your grandma. I don't pressure you to get married. I say play the field all you want. And I drink new Canada Dry Bowl Ginger with an extra kick of real ginger taste that would blow the bingo cards out your grandma's bag. I drink it while watching backyard wrestling. There's more on the line when the wrestlers don't have insurance. New Canada Dry Bold Ginger, not your grandma's ginger ale. It seems Uncle Sam is tired of regulating the required ingredients for a certain salad dressing. The government wants to let French dressing be whatever it wants. The FDA says it's proposing revocation of its definition and standard of identity for the orangish thick salad topping made from vegetable oil, mayo, vinegar, sugar, tomato, and paprika. It's one of hundreds of foods whose makeup the agency controls, including bread, ketchup, and chocolate milk. The FDA says the rules are more than 75 years old and no longer needed. Deborah Rodriguez. CBS News. And finally, she made her name and her fortune here in Britain representing Prince Charles and Paul McCartney in their divorce cases. But lawyer Fiona Shackleton clearly believes you can have too much of a good thing. She's backing an app for schools to try to encourage teenagers to analyze why they might want to get married young. If it stops a few ill-fated unions, it will be good for them, even if it's not so good for divorce lawyers. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. Negative comments on the Internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the Internet about you with reputationdefender.com patented scan and get your free reputation report card or for immediate assistance with your reputation call 800-401-6681 our cutting edge technology helps make your google search results look their best call 800-401-6681 that's 800-401-6681 800-401-6681 or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com
News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. And welcome back on board. With me today is Steve Kushaloff, our producer's Rob Center. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. Sunbury Motor Company, proud to bring you On the Mark, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Check them out on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln cars, and they service just about anything you can get through the door. And if you can't get it through the door, they'll tow it through the door for you because they're a master towing service with decades of experience. So whatever your automotive needs, from repairs to brand new vehicles, your first and only stop should be the Sunbury Motor Company. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 4th Street in Sunbury. Taking a look at the news this morning, a man from McClure is facing multiple charges after police say he forced his way into a home and also stole the homeowner's truck. State police say 30-year-old Bronson Stone is charged with burglary, theft, drug possession, and several other charges for the incident on December 16th. Troopers say Stone forced his way into a home on Stage Road owned by a relative. Once inside, he took keys to a truck, which he then drove away from the scene of the burglary. After an investigation, police found Stone and he was taken into custody. He was found to be in possession of cocaine and drug paraphernalia. He was arraigned before District Judge Jeffrey Mensch and released on bond. There is an outbreak of COVID-19 at one of the Allenwood Federal Prisons, this time in the low-security facility where 152 inmates and nine staff members have contracted the disease. That's more than 100 new active cases at the three prisons. Total number of active coronavirus cases now for the three prisons is 158 inmates with coronavirus and 33 staff members. Meantime, at the Lewisburg Federal Prison, there are two inmates with COVID-19, now 38 inmates and 11 staff have the virus. At SCI Cole Township, the numbers are on the rise as well, with 24 inmates and 32 staff members having the virus. At two local state-run facilities, there are slight increases in numbers. At Danville State Hospital, 19 residents and 21 staff have it. And at the Sealands Grove Center, 23 people receiving services and 106 staff members are currently or previously testing positive for COVID-19. And in one final story this morning, the snow removal process in Sunbury will continue over the next few days. Jody Ocker, the city administrator, tells WKOK they removed snow from several streets over the weekend. For today, they will be working on salting and plowing where possible. On Tuesday, snow will be removed from 2nd and Wolverton Streets, and on Wednesday, snow will be removed from Susquehanna Avenue. The Department of Public Works had to subcontract two triaxle trucks to haul and remove the large amount of snow that coated the city last week, and there was plenty of that white stuff to go around. Now we're probably going to have a slushy Christmas. Not a white Christmas, but a slushy one. Well, it'll be sort of, well, it'll be off-white anyway, I think. 
<laughs> well, you know, here we go. The Supreme Court, we talked about President Trump's campaign team on Sunday, filed an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court asking it to reverse several cases by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to change the state's mail-in ballot laws before and after the 2020 presidential election. The president's campaign alleged in a statement that the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court's changing of the law was a violation of Article II of the U.S. Constitution and Bush versus Gore. The petition cites a related Pennsylvania case where Justice Samuel Alito and two other justices observed the constitutionality of the state court's decision to extend the statutory deadline for receipt of mail ballots from 8 p.m. on Election Day to 5 p.m. three days later. The campaign team said the constitutionality of the court's decision had national importance and may violate the U.S. Constitution. Isn't that a fair thing to look at? Joe, they can look at whatever they want to look at. You know, once again, Joe, once again, we all knew the rules going into the election. No, that was a rule that was changed after we got into the election, Steve. They, you mean the rule that says that we could look at votes cast or no, votes three received days, three, three days, days after. Right. I, That's you, new. I think we knew that before election no, day. we I, didn't. Well, I'd have to <laughs> check on that. But, you know, last week I did have the pleasure of listening to your program a couple of times last week, and there was quite a bit of discussion about this uh, COVID relief bill right. that was going on. And one of the sticking points was, there were two sticking points, and uh, one of them was about providing uh, financial assistance to states and localities. What's that? You're giving me no, the two. I'm telling you, there are two calls coming in. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Well, make, make, uh, your, make your point. My um, point was make your point so we can get to the calls. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what. I will make my point. I'll get into the elaboration later, but I will say one of your callers, one of it's a regular caller, made the point that states need to learn how to live within their means. And that was the caller's reason for believing that no financial help should be provided to the different states. So having said that, let's go to our callers. The states have taxing authority, so they don't really need the federal government to bail them out if they're running themselves correctly. Lance, you are on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Okay. First off, I'd like to say, beware of the pogo nip. Okay. Well, I don't know what that means, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> frozen fog out there. Oh, all right. That's our name for it. Well, anyway, when we think about the Electoral College and everything, we ought to think of our elections as the World Series. At the end of the seven games, they don't add up how many runs each side had, and the one that had the most gets the pennant, right? It's how many games that you won. And that's just the way that uh, we set up our elections. Not a bad. That's not. No, that's it, a good analogy. I yeah, agree. I don't. I don't agree with it completely, but that's a pretty good analogy. And since we're not in a big rush today, uh, I'm sure Joe, because Joe is pretty darn old, he remembers the 1960 World Series, New York Yankees against Pittsburgh Pirates. The Yankees yeah. won three games, and boy, they clobbered the Pirates in those three games. The Pirates yeah. won four games. And I think in each one, they only won by a couple of runs. And yet the Pirates won the World Series. 
So you they know, should be stripped of that. knocked her out of the park, right? <laughs> Bill, I can I can picture it as you're saying. So it. You, under your philosophy, the uh, the Pittsburgh should be stripped of that victory, and it should go to the Yankees because they scored more runs. See, Joe, if you could tell the difference between baseball and elections, <laughs> uh, we'd probably get some a lot more accomplished in but, these But uh, um, Lance shows. is right. I love that analogy. I'm, I think that's a great analogy. Well, it's a good analogy. It's not. It's not perfect because baseball is not voting, but okay, that's fine. It's it's something. Let's throw it into the mix. Okay. okay. All right. Now we talk about Ben Carson. He is actually the man who would be the most qualified for that job, mostly because he actually lived in that environment. He grew up in it. He knew what was wrong with it, and he was gung ho to change it. In, okay, then if that's what you're saying, then every every uh, middle class working man and woman in the election should have voted for Joe Biden this year because Joe Biden came out of a working class uh, environment, a working class neighborhood in Scranton, PA, and then in Claymont, Delaware, uh, whereas his opponent uh, in, inherited millions and grew up in the lap of luxury. I don't well, think that's as good an analogy as your baseball. Well, no, but you're 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 basing that on the assumption that Ben Carson, or that the president has uh, no qualifications for the office he held. I say, as a businessman, he did. Ben Carson, I agree with Lance. He had the he had the experience of living in that environment. He knew what was good about it, what was bad about it, and he wanted to do something to change it. Then I think then we have to really look into Ben Carson's background and find out, you know, how when did he when did he leave the that those neighborhoods. Uh, how did his life change? You've never heard a story. You've never heard him I've, talk about I've his mother it, and I've how heard he. I've part of his story, sure. And I will, yeah, sure. There's no doubt about it that, so, to to a degree, his background uh, does touch on uh, urban development, etc. But to to say that that's enough to give him a cabinet position, I mean, the man is a brain surgeon. The the man is never. Well, let me put it to you this way: If he can figure that out, don't you think he can figure out housing and urban hey, development? You know, you told me, you told me, Pete Buttigieg did not. Qualify qualify as transportation secretary, although... I didn't say he couldn't figure it out. I just said on the surface he doesn't appear to be qualified well, for the job. You know, Joe, you know, um, it's a good thing you got two hands because you'll tell me something on <laughs> one hand, but then you'll say, but on the other hand... No, you always just take everything as an absolute. I'm telling you that I see I see an issue with picking him guy. On the surface, he doesn't appear to be qualified. Could he do an outstanding job? I'm willing to concede he could. Yeah, but then you also told me the reason Ben Carson was chosen was because he was African-American. And it has traditionally been the office that if there's somebody African-American in the cabinet, what position do they usually get housing and urban development? Well, very often. Right. So that was my point. Lance, what's your point? <laughs> well, if you think about old Joe Sixpack Lunchbox, um, when uh, he left uh, Scranton at the age of, what, 11, I think it was? Or maybe younger, actually. Go oh, ahead. Okay. And uh, in Delaware, why he graced his kids in an old DuPont mansion that was all fixed up. And he represented for many years the most friendly corporate state the entire union. Right, but right. that but but if we were talking if we're talking about where somebody came from, uh, Joe's family moved to Claymont, Delaware. And Claymont, Delaware is a pretty it's an industrial part of uh, northern Delaware. 
Uh, you know, whatever happened to Joe later doesn't bear on uh, how he was uh, raised in the same respect that whatever happened to Ben Carson later doesn't uh, impact uh, but how ben he Carson's was raised. But Ben Carson's story base is based on his mother and how she pushed him to achieve. How did Joe Biden become a multimillionaire? I think that's a question we might want to look into. Well, go then. You got all, you got the rest of the day to look into it, Joe. <laughs> Anything else, Lance? Yeah, well, Joe, he made a lot of his money making speeches. Sure. Uh, the, the $40 million worth of his income that um, he uh, you know, put out his tax returns on, why well, a whole bunch of it uh, he filed as an S-corp instead of as an individual, and thereby getting around quite a few dollars in taxes. So how much is Joe Biden worth? I think about $120 million. Hundred and twenty million. Wow. Well, we'll have to look that up because uh, I'm pretty Lance? sure. Well, okay. Is that in, is that in United that, States dollars or yen? Just out of curiosity. You know, I'm uh, here. I'm looking right here at the the internet. It says uh, at one point Joe Biden was known as the poorest man in Congress. Uh, what point was that? The day he entered? No. <laughs> Uh, in fact, here we got it. And it says here, Biden is reportedly worth $9 million. Oh, is that a rock? It can't be. Well, because I saw his tax returns, okay? I mean, I saw the printout of it. Mm-hmm. And what he did was over the last, I forget how many years it was, but it was $40 million in income at that time. Between mm-hmm. them. Now, maybe they just did his. But you can look it up in a journal, and it's there, in the Wall Street Journal. Okay. okay. Well, I'm looking. Here's another site. Uh, uh, we got, let's we have another call we have to get to. Okay. Hey, thanks, Lance. Good. Appreciate your call. And One of our texters says, Joe Biden never worked in private industry or signed the front pay, front of a paycheck. He spent his life in a, in a uh, government position, enriching himself to, on his uh, p- position uh, the whole time. Yeah, I guess you don't buy that. Well, I'm I'm just going to try to I'm just going to guess where that came from. And now I'm going to turn. Let's see. All right, uh, Forbes oh, has I was Joe right. and Jill's net worth together at nine million dollars. And let me just say one thing: as you were reading this, as you were reading this message, this story about because I I'm not allowed to use the L word. We know that you're allowed to say someone is repeating a lie. I won't even say that. But as you were reading this, I didn't even look at it. I thought, let's see, where did that come from? And then I turned, <laughs> and sure enough, it came from just the individual. I don't know why this guy doesn't call in. He does. Well, not when I'm on the radio. Well, you called him a bad word. word. Right. Chris, you're on the mark this morning. Joe didn't get any real mail until after he was vice president and did books, deals, and speeches. Okay. Well, he's not alone. He's not alone in that. So I can't fault him for that. that, That's where his money came from. That it's nine million that he's worth. He earned sixteen million. Probably paid a third of it to taxes or something. Might have. Or maybe spread it out over the years like he should have. But I don't know. But anyway, that's that's he didn't get any real money of sizable until after he was vice president, and they were book deals and speeches. Okay. But in any case, uh, the electoral college. Well, first of all, I want to say you. I don't know what you mean by willy-nilly sent out ballots. Other than that, you always say willy-nilly sent out ballots. And In some states, they sent uh, them out. They sent them out un- unsolicited, unrequested. Who? 
And there were six states Ooh. that did that. I, I don't know which these six okay, states are at the yeah, moment, but there were six uh, states. Uh, uh, some states sent out uh, the, the application for the absentee ballot. No, that was, was they sent out yeah. the actual ballots. They did send those out to everybody uh, on the voter list in some states. Right. Pennsylvania did not do that. I know, and I have no problem with the way Pennsylvania did it. And so none of it was willy-nilly. Well, but in some states case, it was. <laughs> what? If, if if they haven't checked their voter registration list for accuracy and they sent them out, then it was willy-nilly. But go ahead. Like we're quibbling over nothing. What's your point? Uh, yes. Uh, well, the Electoral College, uh, uh, you know, when they started uh, voting in America, it was white men with property who were allowed to vote. Right. And they, that rules got those rules got changed, but uh, so changing the rules are good. And senators didn't used to be elected by popular vote. That's right. That rules got changed. <laughs> oh and no, we all we're not allowed college, to change the rules. Look at the <laughs> electoral system: the three, the the three uh, two houses of Congress and the president, and the Senate. A minority of voters can control the Senate because of the way it's set up. A minority of voters can control the House of Representatives because of gerrymandering. So I think whoever gets the most votes for president is, you should have a, that's a national election and the one with the most votes should win. I think that's pretty obvious in a democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional we're a re- republic. We're a democratic republic. Constitutional republic. And a, a democratic republic, too. Look up the definition. You look up But mine. anyway, and, and so you have uh, two houses that are controlled by minority, can be controlled by minority voters. And actually, we did come close to getting rid of the election. College when there was a Democratic-Republican uh, partnership to try it in the 70s that came pretty close to getting it through Congress. Uh, and we'd only had, I think, what, what uh, one or two elections where the minority won up to that point. Now it's getting to be commonplace because Republicans don't seem to be able to win them majority vote what one time in their last three presidents or something but you see what's what's wrong with this thing is let me explain to you what's wrong with this for just a second here you have the people of the united states going into an election booth and casting their ballots for who they believe is president of the united states and if they come out of that ballot box uh, knowing that their votes are going to be canceled by larger cities, that, you know, it's no point in me going to vote because I'm out here in rural Pennsylvania. The millions of people in California, the millions of people in New York City, they're going to over overwhelm my vote. I think that's, that's actually voter suppression to me. Here, at least, knowing the rules of the game, they know they have a chance to have their vote count. And yet, no, you're, you have a chance to know your vote counts when it's a one national election. When it's by state, if you live in a 60-40 state, you know your vote isn't going to count for president. And, and when people campaign, they campaign in the swing states. Right. And Hillary did most of her campaigning in swing states. She might have chosen, she might have thought Wisconsin and Michigan weren't swing states, and that might have been a mistake. She certainly considered Pennsylvania a swing state. And she and campaigned here. It, and 
and but now who who gets the attention? There's there's a certain states that get attention in elections. One is the states that have big donors like California and New York. Republicans go to both places all the time, but for for to collect money, not to really campaign. And uh, and you have the eight swing states where they spend all their time. Eight swing states usually about is where 90 80% or so of the electioneering takes place. That means everybody else is already getting ignored. One of your complaints was get, being ignored. Well, look at the and amount of money that's spent. If that's the case, uh, most Americas, uh, of America is already being ignored. Well, look at if the you're in any states that's uh, definitely blue or red, you're ignored, too. Well, look, sure. at the amount, look, the, look at the amount of money that's being spent on these elections. I think it's an obscene amount of money when you consider what could be done with that money towards ending human misery, providing better education for people. I mean, we spend billions of dollars. How much money is being spent on this runoff election in Georgia? My God, Chris, it's a fortune. I would, I'm yes, not and, quite, what's and, the point uh, of that? The point what? is that, that we're, we're spending... All this money to influence the elections. Yes. You know, and, and instead of... If, yes, if, if, and your the view, Democrats have tried very hard to control it, and Republican judges have overthrown it, and Republican... True. And when they <laughs> overthrew right. it, how they much said money Republican the Democrats will fix, fix the mistakes that this causes. Joe Biden so outspent... like the mistakes that they... Joe Biden outspent President Trump by a considerable amount of money. Only and, because he ha- he had more money oh, to come spend. come on. Quit cutting me off every five seconds. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying Jesus, to make a point. In the middle of a sentence. You can't Hear on, me. You Joe. can't hear me. I'm trying to make a point. That's a discussion for yeah, yeah, I was replying to your point just then, and you cut me off. I didn't cut you off. I put you on hold for a second so I could finish my point. Mark does it all the time. If you don't like you it, take it up with him. You finished your point, I thought. <laughs> well, go, go ahead. You pause. No, go ahead. Go ahead now. No, no, what no. What was the rest of your point? I made it. I, I just said we're spending all this money on elections. What's the reason we're doing that? We're trying to influence the vote. People know how the game is played. They know what they need to do to win, and they spend the money accordingly. They raise far more than is really necessary for these elections, and it's spent on billions of dollars in advertising trying to influence people's opinions. You yes. know, it's not so just... What, no, no, gonna, no, let me just... Let me, the college, let me Joe. finish. I'm, tell, I'm trying to explain that to you. The people... <laughs> get, the people <laughs> the people go into the polls and they vote. They vote on what they believe to be their self-interest, and whether they're right or wrong, that's what they vote on. And we so try to convince them. Yeah, we try you, to so convince what's them. What's got to do with the electoral college? It's got everything to do with it because we're talking about how elections are won, what money is spent trying to influence people, yes, how the election and it campaigns comes down are to run. Eight states, and your your whole complaint was that your vote gets ignored, and more people's vote gets ignored because. But it doesn't come down to eight states. I mean, we were eight states maybe make the difference, but you take away seven other states and nobody has 270 votes. They have to votes. be close states in order to be worth putting the money in. But that doesn't matter. The American people what do you have mean the... That? It does if the 40, 42 states don't count. It's going against your own argument. You're going, you're no, saying the seven not. swing what, what, states. What's my argument about spending more money in states? I never said anything about that one way or another. We're talking about swing states and whether or not people should campaign in the rest of the country. My point is that the entire country, large portions of the country, could be ignored under the you know, popular vote process. And, and how it's... much is being ignored now? That's what I asked you. You refuse to admit I'm right. No, I refuse to admit you're right because it, at some point, all of these states have an influence on the outcome. Uh, by popular vote, they wouldn't. 
All the, yes, they would. No, they wouldn't. They'd have as many, as big an influence as their population. No, Steve says they have more influence than their population in some well, cases. They, no, they, they, they do now. They do now. But just with the Electoral College they, gone, they wouldn't. Hey, listen, Chris, I'll give you the last word. we got to take a break for a commercial. Yeah, I don't think you're thinking straight on this at all, and I'm pretty sure Republicans are going to try to get rid of mail-in voting, which is incredibly efficient and saves time and trouble for everybody. I'm not in favor of getting rid of mail-in voting, but I am in favor of making but sure that there are no options. Going to be. Well, in that case, I'll oppose them. Hey, thanks, Chris. Always fun <laughs> okay, talking bye. to you. Take care, buddy. And I'm sorry you were put on hold for a second so I could make my point. My point now is we've got to take a break. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. WKOK, The Daily Item, Mifflinburg Bank and Trust, and the Salvation Army in Milton and Sunbury are teaming up to help brighten the holidays for some area families. We're asking for your donation to the Here for Good campaign, formerly the Needy Family Fund. It'll help show how much we care for each other in the Susquehanna Valley as we're offering a holiday meal and gifts to area families in need. Help us to reach our $115,000 goal by dropping off your contribution at any Mifflinburg Bank and Trust branch or online by clicking the link at WKOK.com. Wise Dietitians Beth and Catherine here to talk about the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. This fun and inspiring podcast will serve up practical nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. To listen, visit Google Play or Apple Podcasts and search Wise Healthy Bites. Then make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes will be available every other Tuesday. You can also find the Wise Dietitians on Facebook by joining the Wise Healthy Bites Nourish Your Life Facebook group. Are you stuck inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods? Try HiBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HiBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. From rare coins to fine jewelry, tools to vintage toys, and classic cars to real estate. HiBid.com has it all. HiBid.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for, and the site is simple to use. HiBid.com, that's H-I-B-I-D.com. And start discovering great deals today. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Missile toner and ink nog. Tis the season to save big on ink and toner at Staples. Right now, get 30% back in Staples rewards when you spend $75 on ink or $175 on toner. Shop in store or pick up curbside. Give your printer the gift of ink or toner this holiday and receive 30% back in Staples rewards. In store only ends 1226. Curbside available in most stores. Restrictions apply. See store or staples.com slash 30 and rewards for details. 
Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff. We have a call pending. We have several emails and a text to, we have to get to. One of the texts says, yes, Biden had more money because the fools that sent money to Black Lives Matter, where their money was actually being redirected to Act Blue, which is a Democratic money laundering organization. And then another call, another emailer says, or texter says, good morning. The caller who asked about used masks last week, the virus is only deadly if put in our body. Masks can be washed off with soap and water and thrown out if necessary. Stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and social distance. And now we have... Can I just throw in one thing and sure, then we'll, throw then it we'll in. get to Paul? Throw it in. According to Forbes magazine, which is a pretty reliable source for financial news, according to Forbes magazine, Joe Biden is worth $9 million. So I would say, based on that, Lance is wrong when he says Biden is worth way more than that. Well, he said he saw his tax return, so maybe that's just what he netted out after his... T- and I, A lot of it was deductions. I don't know. I didn't see his tax returns. Did you? All I know is Forbes magazine says Joe is worth $9 million. Well, that's his net worth. But, you know, how much ran through there that wound up being deducted, that's a different story, perhaps. 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 All right, Paul, you're on the mark from Berwick. Yes, hello. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you just five by five, buddy. Go ahead. Good. I'm just calling in about Ben Carson. I like Ben Carson. In fact, I've listened to him when he's filled in for Sean Hannity. He and his wife, I think her name is Candy, have filled in. And uh, uh, very interesting, he, he belongs to an organization that encourages entrepreneurs. And I think that's why he was in housing and urban, urban development. It was about doing things in the urban centers that would lift people out of poverty, make their lives stable, uh, it, you know, improve the urban centers and so forth. And when he was on... Uh, um, Sean Hannity, he had made arrangements and he would talk with people all over the country and other parts of the world as well that called in and the, the things that they were doing, new ideas that they had, ways to use new technology, and uh, very, very interesting. And uh, I just think uh, most people are just don't understand enough about who he is and how... Uh, uh, you know his mind. His mind works, and he's interested in in, in these things. Even though his his life's work was uh, was uh, brain surgery, that's not all he did. He was doing other things. And in fact, and he wrote a book, of course, about the Constitution and how it applies. And he, you know, he thought through all of these things and talked about these these matters as well. So uh, I think people don't know enough about him. The people that have been calling in and and so forth uh, uh, of uh, the qualifications as far as the urban development part of that he he is uh, he's out in front on that of trying to lift people out of poverty and uh, create jobs build the private sector that people can take care of themselves and so forth and uh, and build wealth build wealth he you know uh, he, he's he's for all of that uh, that type of thing and so i think that's why he was there because of his uh, uh, activity in, in those kinds of things. Well, when he ran, when he started out the campaign a few years ago, he was running for president. He was my candidate. I liked the way he, the way he thought, the, his plans, his actions. I wish he had been the nominee in a lot of respects. But I agree with you. He's a, he's a very great man. He's worked very hard to make lives better for people. He's a shining example on his own of what can be done in this country, even when the playing field might not be entirely level. That's right. 
Okay. I, I, I mean, I like him very much, too. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you, Paul. Thank you so much for calling in. Anything else? You're welcome. Anything else this morning? No, no, that'll be fine. Okay, thank you. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. One of our emailers says, how can one claim 13 million more votes than voters? Here is today's article from Breitbart News. Let me now hear the the groans from Steve because it's from Breitbart. It also was reported on several other conservative news sites. And the simple math... Uh, shows Biden claims 13 million more votes than were eligible voters who voted in the 2020 election. I, I'm looking for a sound effect for a groan. <laughs> oh, bright Bart. Oh, how's that? That's as good as I can come. <laughs> well, so, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. Okay. Hey. 13 million more votes than there were voters. Individual, Mister. Uh, I can't even say Mister, can I? The the person who sent that email. If you want to believe that, more power to you. If you want to believe Breitbart, hey, that's fine with me. Okay. I'm not going to respond. All right. Joe, you can respond. <laughs> here, here, we have something else we can talk about. Well, all right, but, well first, we've got to take a break. 1-800-795. Well, that's how we pay the bills here, Steve. That's how we get these fabulous salaries we draw down for doing this show. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free oh, hotline number. Well, Steve again. will be practicing his groans after we come back from the break. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way let you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Does your current phone system support the communication requirements of your business? Maybe you've grown too big, or maybe you're not getting all of the features and reliability you'd hope for. Whatever the reason, there's no need to tolerate dissatisfaction because you have Contrast Communications. Whether it's on-premise or in the cloud, Contrast Communications has solutions to satisfy your ever-changing needs. Specializing in top-quality phone systems with exceptional service and support, Contrast Communications is the regional leader in business communication solutions. So call Contrast Communications. The contrast is clear. These days, you might not be able to enjoy a movie at the Campus Theater in Lewisburg, but you can support the theater by giving the gift of a memory that will last a lifetime. Visit campustheater.org today and see the limited edition Jaclay print titled It's a Wonderful Life, graciously donated by award-winning local artist Sandy O'Connor. The campus's marquee is pictured bearing the classic holiday film's title, and all sale proceeds benefit the theater. A Jaclay requires that the printer, ink, and paper be carefully matched for an exquisite representation of the original artwork. Supplies are limited, so for all the details, visit campustheater.org. 
Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not today or any day. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. One of the best in the business, Dave Pash. Just watching how different they looked with him at quarterback and the spark that he provided and clearly the leadership that was needed, I'd have to think that that's who Michigan will play quarterback. Maybe they play both guys. Sounds like Penn State's going to do that. The Steve Jones Show, three to five weekdays on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. The college football playoff is set. So are the bowl games. We'll talk about it today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGranahan here with Steve Kushaloff. Our program brought to you by the great folks at the Sunbury Motor Company. Our producer is Rob Center. He will certainly get your call and put you right through to us. So give us a call at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. The point I was trying to make earlier when, when Chris was on the phone is simply, you know, we spend all this money on elections and, and we do it to influence the vote and we do it to make sure that our candidate you know, what gets proper exposure, right. you know, but if we went to a national election, what would it be? I mean, each, if we, each individual state would be ignored. I mean, the only thing that they care about would be campaigning in the areas that had the most people, the most money, you know, and I don't think that's a good way to, the good way to well, run the country. You know, that's the usual, that's the usual uh, response people have when they talk about if we get rid of the electoral college, people will only campaign in California, New York, Texas, and, and the big giant states. Uh, so that's a valid point. The thing is, you said, and you just said it again, that getting rid of the Electoral College would put too much importance on big states. I think the point that Chris was making is we are already ignoring a lot of the states because we are only paying attention to swing states. Before the election, if I recall, uh, they were trying to say that there were six, maybe eight states where the election was going to be determined. Uh, I, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, and then they also threw in um, uh, Texas, North Carolina. Maybe not Texas, but maybe oh, North there are Carolina. a lot of hopes that Texas would go blue. Okay, so uh, Florida. It's all Florida is always the big one. Always um, in play. Okay, so that's the thing. Right now, all we pay attention to are. Are the swing states? You know who's who's up in who's up in campaigning in Maine, asking for Maine's uh, votes. Who's well, they down sure as heck show up in New Hampshire during the primaries. Well, in, during the primaries, <laughs> who's down in Maryland? Because Maryland is reliably blue. Is reliably reliably blue. Uh, plus the fact we've got people. If you are a Republican in California. You may you may think there's no point in voting because we know this state is reliably but blue. But you're, you're right though that Steve, the things do switch. When I in, right. when I was out in the western part of Pennsylvania earlier in my career, 
I was the Republican registration chairman in Westmoreland County for about a year and a half, and there were almost no Republicans in Westmoreland County. Today, Westmoreland County is heavily Republican. There you go. It's so, I mean, things do change and yes, they swing, they but the Electoral College provides a mechanism to deal with that without the without shifting the whole country. In other words, it wouldn't matter if Pennsylvania went for, if Western Pennsylvania went from blue to red, if the rest of the country was just all heaped together. You know, there would be no there would be no change. It would just be the same states determining the same outcomes, election after election after election, and people would be looking for how can we add more voters to our national total? Oh, I see. We'll let just open the borders, let more people come in and tell them to sign up for our party. We'll do this or we'll do that. In other words, it will become a numbers game instead of a states game. At least as a states game, there is something to be gained in the individual states. Somebody will look at Pennsylvania's problems and say, if I'm elected your president, I will do this. President Trump focused on oil and gas and coal and energy in Pennsylvania. Okay. Something of concern to us. Let me throw some uh, actual information. All into right, this, then we'll get Bob on the car. phone. Yes, I know. Since, I will read this right from here, since 1992, Nebraska awards two electoral votes based on the statewide vote and one vote for each of the three congressional districts. In other words, uh, whoever wins the congressional district wins the vote, wins a vote for that district. So there is a, and Maine uh, apparently does something very similar. So there, all I am saying is there are ways to maybe look at things, change things, reform things that might make things more equitable. Well, I think things are plenty equitable just as they are. Bob from, Dorns, uh, from Danville, you're on the mark. Yes, good morning. Uh, question for Steve um, concerning the election. From my, my understanding is that the United States Constitution states that the state legislature, state legislature in each state, is responsible for the elections. In Pennsylvania, there were some changes made uh, in terms of you know the mail-in votes when they could be when they could be mailed in when they can be counted and and things like signature verification um, anything anything that was fraudulent would be thrown out and the, the governor our governor went to the legislature and, and asked if they if if they could if they would accept votes all the way not not just on November 3rd but all the way to Friday of that week and also not to throw any of those things out. Signature, verification, uh, any smudges, anything anything that would be thrown out. And in fact, there were so many more, there were so many more write-in uh, votes in this election than there was in the 16 election, and there were less thrown out this time by far than were thrown out last time when there was a, was a small fraction of the vote. So, what the what the mayor what the governor did was he went to the legislature. They said no, we're not changing anything. So he he subverted, went around the legislature, went to the state supreme court, and the supreme court upheld what the governor wanted to do, not going through the legislature. So my understanding is that's illegal. That can't be done. So so that was that was one thing that changed the vote count. And I'd like to know what Steve's take is on that. 
Well, my, fir- my first take is uh, suppose the state legislature says that in the uh, 2024 coming up, in the 2024 election, the only people whose votes will be counted will be white men who are over five feet and eight inches tall. Now, according to your reasoning, that's it. If the state legislature says that, then that's the way it's going to be. All I know no, that's is not, that's that's not correct, Steve. Well, if you, they if they wanted to change, if they wanted to change it, they have to change the state constitution, right. and that's a big that's a big deal. That has to go through a whole bunch of of, of hurdles before it can be changed. But they just cannot do that without changing the state constitution. So in other words, the the governor did not go by the state constitution. He subverted it, he went around it, and went to the state Supreme Court. If the legislature wants to change it, they can change it, but that has to be done through the legislative process, through changing the state constitution. They can't just they can't just say like you just said, they can't okay. do that. Okay. So why did the state why did the state Supreme Court why did it side with the governor? Because um, there's five, five because Democrats. out of seven justices, five were liberals. <laughs> yeah, and yet we have had, uh, and then, and yet we have had cases brought before the uh, United States Supreme Court that has six conservatives, and they uh, dismissed the cases. Not this one yet. Well, that's not the point, though, Steve. The point is that he went around, he went around the the legislature, and went against the law, against the against the United States Constitution. That's the point. And the point is, it was taken before a judicial branch, and the judges said this is, uh, that they, they sided with the governor and said we can count the votes. And again, the other question is, uh, how many votes did come in after November 3rd that were to be counted? My understanding is there were about 10,000. I don't know what the total total number is, but that's not the only know. issue. But the issue is that they changed the state legislature is also may have done something wrong. They may have enacted a piece of legislation that violated the Constitution when they set the thing up in the first place. So, I mean, there's that to consider, too. Well, hey, Bob, we'll give you the last word for which we've got to take a break. So go ahead, sir. No, I'm just, uh, you know, reiterate. Okay. You know, this, this election, I think it was stolen. I think it was stolen. I think there's, uh, you know, half the population at least thinks it was stolen. Well, and I, I think I that what think was half... done in this state, what was done in this state was done in other states. And oh, there's one more thing that's coming up, and I'm just wondering what's going to happen with these Dominion uh, voting machines with this forensic analysis that they're doing and to see if there was really any fraud or any, any changing of those machines. I'm still waiting to hear that. Well, we'll find out. Hey, thanks so much for your call, Bob. We really appreciate it. We'll take our final break of the day. We have time for another caller or two. If you get online now, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors. Our reliable number one selling tractors are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down at 0% APR for 84 months and save up to $1,700 plus no payments for 90 days. Now through December 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit CH Wall Sons or go to Kubota.com for a dealer near you. Investing in your business, but not adding high-speed fiber? Bad decision. Like building a house with no air conditioning, hanging fuzzy dice from your rearview mirror, or getting three bacon double cheeseburgers and a diet soda. Don't be those people. Call Penteladata and tell them you want real speed, as in the lightning-fast, ultra-reliable confidence only their fiber network can provide. Your employer will be so happy, they'll make bad decisions of their own. High-speed fiber from Penteladata. These days, you might not be able to enjoy a movie at the Campus Theater in Lewisburg, but you can support the theater by giving the gift of a memory that will last a lifetime. Visit campustheater.org today and see the limited edition Jaclay print titled It's a Wonderful Life, graciously donated by award-winning local artist Sandy O'Connor. The campus's marquee is pictured bearing the classic holiday films title, and all sale proceeds benefit the theater. A Jaclay requires that the printer, ink, and paper be carefully matched for an exquisite representation of the original artwork. Supplies are limited, so for all the details, visit campustheater.org. Join the discussion about news, sports, and more by following News Radio 1070 WKOK on Facebook. You'll get breaking news updates, plus stories where you can weigh in with your opinions. Follow the news and let your voice be heard. Plus, win prizes on our Facebook only contests. Follow us on Facebook today and join the discussion with News Radio 1070 WKOK. Oh, I guess we're back. Okay. I was waiting for some music. Maybe I was supposed to start it. Who knows? I may have... Oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Isn't that an old Beatles song? I don't I'm think not is. certain, but in any event, we had our bumper music. One of our emailers says, does it make more sense to determine the election winner by a half a million votes nationally or 50, uh, 50 P votes in Florida? I don't know what that means. By 3 million or 7 million votes nationally or by 70,000 in three or four states. If the rules changed, it would change campaigns and issues. That is not in any way bad of a necessity. Probably it would be good. By the way, judges in Republican states changed election rules prior to the election, too. The question is, did they change them in an unconstitutional way? And that's the that's the issue that's before or will be for this be before the Supreme Court, will it not? I, I I'll have to take your word for that. Now, if we can change the subject, and we've only got a few minutes left. Uh, just let me finish this one, Bob. The election was not stolen. Trump was a disgrace to America. We the people voted that buffoon out. 
Okay. There now, you go. How can we argue with that? Easily. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I can see what I'm going to be doing when I spend for the rest of my day. I'm going to have to make a detailed study of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, the Pennsylvania State Legislature, not to mention <laughs> the Pennsylvania Constitution, which I, I will do that. Or I won't. Well, um, I was going to say tomorrow's subject could be entirely different, and you will have done all that research for nothing. I know. You know, I got all this tax information because, like I said, last week, one of the callers uh, said that Congress should not uh, provide funding for states and uh, localities because uh, they have to live within their means. And uh, you said, too, hey, states have the ability to tax and they should be uh, take care of their own problems. Well, the caller, of course, completely discounts the fact that we had a coronavirus, COVID-19 this year, that completely threw employment on its ear, and so tax revenues were down. I could throw out cost and numbers here, so it's not a question. It's and not tax the, revenues are definitely down. No issue there. I agree right. with you completely. Jim, you're our last caller of the day. Good morning. You're on the mark. Uh, it's Ken. But oh, that's sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Name on my screen anyway, says Jim. <laughs> anyway, someone alluded to the Breitbart article. It was written by a professor, and there's a company or a pack called CTCL that Mark Zuckerberg and his wife donated three hundred and twenty billion dollars to a uh, million dollars to, and they also incorporated a grant program for swing state cities. And if they didn't follow his or their election um, directions, they would take the money back. I think that's a good homework project. Okay, as soon as I get my Christmas presents uh, wrapped this afternoon, <laughs> I will be on it. So Yeah, I'd like to hear what you say about it. I really <laughs> would, because it is factual. The money is there. You can see it. You can tell that they put drop boxes every thousand feet in Democratic sections. They put drop boxes every 1.2 miles in Republican sections. The, the grants were given to the swing state cities, knowing fully well, and if you read the grants, they had to give it back if they did not follow the directives of CTCL. Try, try that one. Well, I'm looking up. I'm looking up, and I'll I'll do a little reading on it. I'm looking up CTL. CTCL. No. CTCL. CTCL. Read the Breitbart article. And no, then I'm, I'm not going I'm not. I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not reading any Breitbart article because I don't want my eyes to burn out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but it was I, written by a professor. Oh, for crying out loud! It wasn't written by loud. Breitbart. I don't care. It was written it. by a professor. There's oh, a, but your professor is okay. No, there's a lot my of nutty professors. Is no good. In fact, there was a that's, movie. That's, that's typical. <laughs> typical. Read about it. Do your research. Yeah, believe you're, me. You're, you're, you're half-butting what, what happened. Read it. And I'll look forward to debating you next week if you come back. Oh, on. He's, he's on tomorrow. I'm here tomorrow, Ken. Ken, he's here, he's here tomorrow. He didn't do your research. Ken he's, here, Ken, he's here tomorrow and on Wednesday, too. So, and we're out of time. Thanks for your call, Ken. All right, Steve, you have homework and wrapping to do this afternoon. I'm just going to remain blissfully ignorant as always. Going to be a busy day. Yeah, Mark Lawrence will be on vacation tomorrow and Wednesday, too, and we'll be back next week. But Steve and I will be at it again tomorrow at On the Mark at WKOK Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Have a great day. Stay safe.